This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, everybody. How the devil are we? Yet it's sloppy second time. We are back. Myself and Mr. Fox here. What does the Fox say? Leicester are going to win. Of course he does. It's the prediction show. It's the last one before the World Cup. I can't believe I'm saying that. Joined, as always, by expert ex-Fox Steve Linex and a special guest today, standing in for Brad, better looking, Got a better tan, of course, it's Carl. And they'll be joining us straight. Let's, let's, let's get going before I say something goes through. It's time! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
Leicester till I die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there. Welcome along. Another fox. We've got we've got foxes everywhere. It is the prediction show. It's the last one before the World Cup. Of course, the thing to predict is how many managers will still be in their job when we come back on Boxing Day. That, of course, is the question. I mean, so far, we Brighton obviously lost their manager. Uh, Chelsea sacked their manager. Aston Villa sacked their manager. Southampton have sacked their manager. Wolves have sacked their manager. You're not going into hiding, are you at all, Brendan? Yeah, I think he might be. I think he might be. Let's get our guests in. Um, we'll bring him in. You know him. He's got a face that launched a thousand brick walls. Yeah. Knock them down, Steve. Xbox in the box. How the devil are you, sir? I'm fine, thanks, mate. Good, good, good. Um, you, we'll have a look at last week's in a second. You didn't have a bad week. You actually beat Brad. Now, some would say that's why he's not here this evening. He's scared of me now, mate. I've had two good weeks now, so uh, yeah, pressure's on him. I think the shock is that these good weeks have actually been when you've been on, not when somebody's <laughs> standing in for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but talking about standing in, let's get him in. You all know him. He's my favourite Leeds fan. I'll be honest with you, he's the only Leeds fan I know. But he's my favourite Leeds fan. Let's <laughs> welcome him in. Carl, good evening, sir. Evening, Chris. Evening, evening. This is Steve Linex, ex-Leicester City player. This is Carl, Leeds United fan. Hi, Carl. Nice to meet you, Steve. Nice to meet you. Meeting for the first time. So It's the last one before the World Cup, Carl. I can't believe it. I know, I know, I can't believe it as well, too. I'm not surprised Brad's on here because I know he's been better against Leeds every time he says 5 0 every so time when Leeds are playing against opposition teams. So, you know, I'm glad he's not here tonight, but I can replace <laughs> him on a permanent basis if I like to, if he's going to come back. Indeed. Well, let's have a look because uh, Steve, Steve had a good week last week. Um, so let's bring. Let's bring last week's up, shall we? Um, and have a look. He, he, he's 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 slowly getting there. He is slowly getting there. Um, Steve, you've got you got one spot on with Liverpool, Tottenham. That must have made you happy. It did, mate. Absolutely did. I don't know if you know this, Carl, but Steve hates Tottenham Hotspur with a vengeance. He's not particularly that bothered about Arsenal as well, if truth be known, but uh, he's, uh, he's he's mellowing towards Arsenal this year. Eight, eight other teams are mellowing towards Arsenal this year. You know, it's not a surprise to be quite honest with you. So, you know, but yeah, like I said, it's from the Spurs by the very, very, one of those teams just don't play too well. As we watched it on Sunday, it just, they were just boring us to be quite honest with you. Did you watch the game, Steve, on Sunday? I did, mate. Yeah. I mean, I I did a watch along for it, as you know. You popped you popped in, yeah. and was it me? I I was very disappointed to say that these are so called two of the top six clubs or the big six, if you like. I shouldn't say top six, big six according to Sky, and their passing was awful. Yeah, um, I think there's too much hype about the big the big six. Mm. I think. At the moment, um, 
we're seeing top six managers struggle. Uh, they're coming under criticism, which they haven't had before. And so, justified, I think. And it's making it interesting. I think so, definitely. And like you said, uh, Carl, Brad's not in, but he, he was the one person that predicted you to lose against Bournemouth. <laughs> and what the hell? Nobody would have predicted a 4-3. I mean... No, no, not really. But I know Brad's got this agenda against us for some obvious reasons. So, and it's been well documented quite well <laughs> on, on, Rich, on Rich Sports a couple of months ago in the last season about that. So, it's been documented quite well. But he can, <laughs> he can go against us anytime he wants. That's fine. But he knows he's going to be proven wrong the next day or sometimes if we get a decent result, whatever. So... Well, can I can I just say because Steve and myself, we both went for a Leeds win. Uh, we, we 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 we've got faith in you. Thank you. That, that's all. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. Well, so. I know whatever happens, last game of the season, you'll probably win it and stay up as always. <laughs> so. As you usually do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just have a look at um, what games we've got. Well, I tell you what. Now, before we actually look at the games that are coming up. Uh, let me just um, get rid of this a second and let me bring this in. I just thought I'd have a look at this, seeing as we're going to go into a break soon uh, for the World Cup, is that Chris, that's myself, obviously, and Josh, another Leicester fan, we predicted where teams would be come the end of the season. Now, I am really sorry here, Carl. I know. I see it right. I'm afraid. I see it right there. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I I am sorry, but I do have leads. Oh, I had leads finishing bottom purely on last season's form. Um, I thought you would struggle. Um, Southampton. We all we all got dead on. Um, Forest. I thought will stay up. I still think they possibly will in the bottom three. Just shows this season, Man City, okay, we we got them winning it, they're second. Newcastle are doing well. Spurs, they're thereabouts where we saw a game with Man United. But Steve, I mean, it has been such a weird league. I mean, if you look at Leicester from the start we had, normally you'd be saying we, we would have been cut off, there'd be a, a gap. But Liverpool, until they beat Tottenham, were closer to the relegation zone than they were the top four. That's what that's what you want. That's the interesting thing about it. Um, mm. You look at season, the pre-seasons that have gone by. You know the the season's over by before Christmas because you know who's going to win it and you know who's going to be second. Yes. But um, this is how it should be all the way all the, all the time. The top team team shouldn't be given their top six status. They should have to earn it. And I yeah. think this year there's a lot of teams got to earn it. And that's that's the nice thing about it. Couple of surprises in there. Arsenal doing doing well, Carl. But in fairness, you know, <laughs> Leeds United. I mean, you know, twelve. And I'm not being, you know, sort of disrespectful here, but you've got to be happy with twelve, haven't you, at the moment? I'm more comfortable with twelve at the moment, and it's kind of exceeded expectations where we want to be. I think majority of the Leeds fans said least seventeenth or both, which was the minimum target which we needed, and you know. 12th at the moment has been good for us, especially we're not too far behind with Pat from Brentford and Palace, Crystal Palace and Fulham as well. It gives us a good chance to even try to get into the top half before before the, the break of the World Cup starts. And, you know, so that's vital. But you look at the other teams such as Newcastle, where they are in third at the moment, 
you know, you you have to consider them as a toxic club by the end of the season if they do get it. Save for Brighton as well too, if they get into the into the upper league, you know, next mm. season as well. You, you know, like what Steve said, you have to earn that top six credibility. You don't; it's not handed to you on the plate. No, and Steve, I mean, we're sat in fourteenth of Leicester City. Um, we we could if results, you know, if we lose at the weekend and results don't go our way, we could end up in the bottom three. For me, it's quite important that I go into the World Cup and we're not in that bottom three zone. I don't want to be looking at us in the relegation zone for five weeks. Psych- psychologically, do you think it's the same for the players? I think, to be honest, the pressure is going to be more on the top six clubs because most of the players that are going away, you know, they're going to find they're going to struggle when they come back because um, mm. of the heat and we're aware they've been playing. And uh, whatever, getting back into the rhythm of English football. But um, no, I'm, I think I'm, it's 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 all down to the big money kind of things, you know. Um, we've been criticising Leicester, we've been criticising Leeds, people are, and you're going to have two thirds of the team uh, of the league not being able to spend like the big clubs do. So mm. no matter whoever takes over the clubs. They're always going to be battling the same things and always going to have... Like, if Leeds were to change their manager now, it wouldn't change how Leeds play. Because Leeds exactly. haven't got the funding and they can't get the players in. But it's the crowd that keeps Leeds up. It's not the crowd, the mm. players that keep Leeds up. It's the crowd that keeps Leeds up. Mm. And I think the expectation, like I was talking before on air, mate, you know, um, it's an intimidating, intimidating place to go. I mean, it was it was the most intimidating place I played for because you can feel it from all the stands all the way around, which mm. is a good thing for us. And I think it, they've got to keep that. And I think that's what will win them a lot of games. And I think, Cole, like you say, it's it's true. And, you you know, it's, I think Everton had it last year that their, their fans sort of had that effect for them. But at Man United... Nobody's scared to go to Manchester, Man United now, are they? No, not like it was more than twenty years ago. And I think, I think since Fergie left, that 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 atmosphere did change quite a bit. That feeling was gone completely because we didn't know what Man. We knew at some point Man United would be lost without Fergie, and he, and you saw the pattern of the crowd. The, the old type of crowd is not very more vocal. You know, like, mm. I like what Steve said when you go to Ellen Road. It's more vocal, regardless whatever league, league we are in. And I think, I think during after the, after coming back from COVID and when the fans came back in, I think the fans were was trying to get their voice back after being away for for over twelve months of football. You know, nearly two years of football of not being in the in the ground. It's been taking a while to get that atmosphere back because you know I think that's what we're seeing it a lot now from from our fans during during the season because that was that's been more vocal. We, we have been for a while because. I think it was kind of more quiet at the time when before Bielsa, well, before Bielsa got the sack mm-hmm. last January, this past in January. So it is a bit of a change. It is a bit of a change now that we are getting a bit more vocal now because it it's taking our time to find our feet. Well, we saw that we saw the games just um, are popped up there. So let's get uh, into it, as they say. Um, first game, Steve, Manchester City uh, in second place. They, they <laughs> had a bit of luck against us, but well, I say luck, it was a fantastic free kick um, in fairness. They had a lot of luck at the weekend um, against Fulham. 
Um, apart from the game against Liverpool that they lost and how they managed to do that with the Liverpool form, I don't know. Uh, but they are entertaining Brentford, who have only won one in the last five, and that was five games ago um, when they beat Brighton. You've got to say it's going to be Man City, haven't you? It's got to be Man City, but if you look at the way Man City are playing, they're not railroading teams like they used to. Um, mm. You know, they're getting the goals, they're getting you know, they're getting the results, but they're not railroading, hammering teams like they used to all the time. And Man City really haven't changed their style much. It's just that the teams that are playing Man City now have gone to the attitude, well, okay. Man City ain't, you know, the Man City they were, we'll take the game to them. Mm. So that's that that's good in a way. But Man City, Man City, Arsenal's making it though they've got to keep winning the games. So I'm gonna see Man City win this one three 0 Three nil. Okay. Uh, all I'll say, Carl, is keep an eye on what I type in because what you say, what I type in, sometimes as Steve will tell you doesn't match up uh, for some That's reason. Fine. I think it's my age. I think it's my age. Um, are you? Would you go for a home win for this one? It's it's, a, it's an early kickoff on Saturday on the TV. Yeah, I would actually. Like Steve said, you got a point. And I was reading about the article today about. This Man City team is not the best attractive team playing, and Steve is right. Actually, you know, Pep's not like he's used to do did at Barcelona when they won six trophies in one year. But mm. like I said, it's a matter of the win the games, and like I said, Arsenal need to keep capitalizing with it every single game. You know, towards the end of the season now, if they want to get close to City, then City finishing like ten or more points more than Arsenal. So you know what, I, I would agree with Steve what he said. But I think City will win this comfortably, despite with despite Brentford's poor form at the moment. I, I will go for three 0 as well. Three nil. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't see them conceding. Um, do you think, Steve? It is the last game before the World Cup, and when you look at all the players that Manchester City have got, they'll all be going off to the World Cup. Well, most of them in, in one form or another. Does it? As a player, does it play on your mind? You think, oh, maybe I might not go in for that tackle. I don't want to get injured. I mean, we saw JJ the other night got injured. Ben Chilwell got injured. Uh, Mason Mount, I think, is, is a doubt. I mean, do, do, do players think, right, I'm just maybe I'll just, you know, back off that one? I think they do more nowadays in the modern game. Um, mm. I don't think they did so much. Uh, when I was playing, because like when you had small squads and you had to play anyhow, but you can see it in the, you know, you can see it into the mentality of the the top players. Um, now they want to play in the World Cups. They want to play in the Champions League. That's all they ever talk about: Champions League, World Cups, and that. So, mm. yeah, they will, they will be keeping an eye on not getting injured and wanting to go to the World Cup, but trying to do that. Pulling out a tattle, well, there's no tattles in the game anymore. Um, right. You know what I mean? So I think it's only going to be by one look. Yeah. If they if, if they don't make it, I am going to go because I think Brentford might. I think they'll get a goal. To be honest with you, uh, I can see Brentford getting a goal, but I'm going to agree with you. Three-one for me to Man City. 
And uh, just out of interest, Brad had also gone uh, 3-0 to Manchester City for that one. So uh, um, he, he was agreeing with us. Bournemouth, uh, Steve, I mean, started, well, after this at Scott Park. And I mean, I had Bournemouth um, one place above Leeds, and that was purely because of Scott Parker. Now, he's gone. Um, Gary O'Neill got the, you know, was given the position temporarily. The sale was supposed to be going through. The, the new owners were there when we visited Les, uh, Bournemouth and they beat us. But the wheels have come off the wagon a little bit. I mean, he, he, he the fact that he got a nil-nil after that 9-0 drubbing, all credit to him, and he did go on a bit of a run, and everybody was saying, oh, give him the job, give him the job. But, I mean, Bournemouth now, that they're right down to 17th. They've not won in five. Um, they've only got a point, which was a, a point away at Fulham, and they've lost to Southampton. And you've got to be pretty bad to lose to Southampton at the moment. They lost to West Ham. They lost, well... They were unlucky, let's be honest with you, to Tottenham. They lost 2-3 to Tottenham, but they were unlucky. And, of course, we know what happened, Carl, at the at the, at the weekend. Um, whereas, um, I've forgotten who they're playing now, Everton, they're just, they're, they're in trouble as well. Um, I think if they don't get anything this weekend, Everton, and, you know, they're only one place above in 16th, and they've only won the one game in five, I think Lampard could be gone. This is a hard one. Uh, Bournemouth, they're cloning into another Southampton. Uh, mm. You don't know which Bournemouth's going to turn up. Uh, one week, it's going to be you know a good Bournemouth, and next week, they're going to be absolutely abysmal. Um, I can't see... There's a lot of talk about Frank being in trouble, but I, I, can't, I can't see it, to be honest. Um, you know, they, they're building the new ground. They don't want too much, you know, um, change. And I think you know. I think he'll come good. He's got to. He's got to get something going up front. Um, they're not. They're not scoring enough goals, and I'm, I'm afraid that you know who they who they're going to put in. So it's going to be a tight one, I think. And I think I'm going to go for one 0 Everton. Oh, one nil to Everton. Okay. Um, mm. I mean, Carl. <laughs> they only played each other the other night, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah, and... they did. We we saw Bournemouth just take Everton apart. It certainly did, actually. And I, I looked at Everton's performance yesterday. It was really dreadful. And a lot of the Everton supporters were very, were very, were very, were very, very unhappy at the moment. Where where on the front line pad at the moment, and especially like what Steve said, there's not no goals at the moment. You know, Calvert Lewin is injured. He might be doubtful for the World Cup. You know, and they also. Neil Mopai has not scored much since he joined the club as well. It's I I, I said they have to do like like a goal scorer at the moment and like for Bournemouth, you know, Bournemouth, you know, after Scott Parker with Garonier being still interim manager, did all right to get some decent results, but they've got like I said they were off the boil before our game game gets on Saturday, and you just see now that you've seen two struggling teams at the moment. I think for Lampard personally, you know. He's under pressure from the from the fans, and Everton fans do not take lightly when things are the way. There will be those banners coming out to get to tell one manager to get out of the club. They did that to Roberto Martinez, did it to Rafa, and at some point they're likely to do it to Frank as well. If the if the Everton cannot get a result just before the World Cup, and 
I just can't see either of, the, either of these teams winning. Uh, to quite honestly, Saturday, I think it'll be one-one draw between both Bournemouth and, and Everton. One-one. I must admit, I thought this was going to be a draw, and then I realised that Bournemouth did Everton over. I, I said at the start of the season that this is going to be the main time when managers will be sacked because I think owners will be looking at it, thinking, "Yep, sack them now. Let's get a new manager in. He's got we've got a week or so to maybe finalise things." And then, you know, four weeks for him to settle in, get to know the players that haven't gone away um, and then coming back and they're there ready, then you can, they can assess what they want for January. Obviously, a few clubs haven't waited that that long. But I honestly think that, yeah, I, I can see I can see Frank going. I really, really can. Um, I'm going to actually go 2-1 to Bournemouth. 2-1 uh, to Bournemouth and goodbye, goodbye, Mr Lampard. Uh Brad, Brad actually went for a 1-1 draw um, on that one. There's some interesting results in the um, in the Cup tonight. Uh, Arsenal are currently losing to Brighton 3-1. Um, wow. Newcastle and Palace are 0-0. Uh, here we go. I mean, if that doesn't make a smile on your face, Steve, this will. Forrest are beating Tottenham 2-0. There we go. What, what, what could be more perfect night for you? Um, Southampton and Sheffield Wednesday are 1-1 West Ham are beating Blackburn 2-1 So that will please Dan uh, Wolves and Leeds are drawing 0-0 at the it's moment Just on 1-0 actually to Wolves Oh God, literally and I saw it then, yes, it's changed Oh, with five minutes to go Wolves yeah. have gone 1-0 up uh, Oh, Liverpool Come on, I mean Liverpool they couldn't beat uh, Leeds for me. They couldn't beat Forest for me. And now they're not beating Derby at the moment. Uh, See, and Man City wow. are 2-0 up against Chelsea. So we'll, we'll check on those again in 10, 15 minutes when the, the games are over. Um, they're, all playing, they're all playing the kids tonight, though, aren't they? If you, yeah. if, you look, if you look at the teams that they've been put out, mm. you know, you, you don't recognise off, off, well, nearly all the names. So I think... Um, you know they're being disrespectful for to the cup, and they're just playing all the kids, and, and you know you've never even heard of. Do you think? Yeah, let, let me just ask this: Do you think that the Caribou Cup is it not needed anymore? I mean, you know, uh, certainly not for the Premier League clubs. I think it's needed. Um, I think this is what English football has grown up on. Uh, I don't think all these European games are needed. Uh, all these like Champions League down to conference, whatever it is. And um, I think that's where, you know, uh, the clubs are falling foul because there's no need for these stupid competitions. They're just people are just making these games up, or, you know, as they go along and competitions up. And that again is all that is that again is all for the top clubs. It's not for the, the minority clubs. So. Yeah. The clubs that need the money and the, the revenue, I think, yeah, they, they should stay. Absolutely. Do you think the Premier League needs the Cameroon Cup still? And you're talking, I mean, we've won it in our recent history under Martin O'Neill, of course. We had a really, really good run. You know, you know, three times out of four in the final, one, two of those. I'm just thinking, if we're going to disrespect it like, you know, some of the teams are, I could say, is it... You know, has it had its day? You look at I you look at, the, look at look at the semi-finals and the final. 
they'll have the strongest teams out again. They'll be going, oh yeah, this is, and, and they'll want to win it. And that's course, where yeah. it's wrong. He's got a point. He's got a point with that one. See, and the, the thing is as well, where he been here in the last twenty four hours about some of the Premier League clubs, uh, majority of the Premier League clubs have voting to like said not to be probably participating in the Carabao Cup in the future in this new deal for football that's been talked about. But the problem is you you know you don't you can get rid of the clubs that's gonna be playing in Europe. They don't need it because they're gonna be challenging. You could give it to the still the rest of the Plebeities who are not even going for uh, not even in Europe. You, you can still keep the com- competition healthy. But as a matter of fact, you've seen countries like you know with France Scrapping their over their league cups because you know they and they they're reducing their 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 league to eighteen teams from next year. So, mm. but like Steve said, it's a joke how you UEFA changing this to the Swiss model when they could be playing ten times more. And the thing is, you know, you're not gonna have a, this this match calendar is gonna be too much, and yeah. you don't need a lot of games for obvious reasons. Everything's what we still have currently still works. What what's the point of changing it for something just for more money? And now we now we're seeing UEFA are still battling with the three clubs in around Europe with Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus. But we can't even get like last night. Apart from a couple of games that Sky was showing, that it's not the TV aren't even interested in it. But no, you know, we will see. We will see. Third game here, Steve. Um, Liverpool. I mean, they're not doing it against Derby, but like you said, they've probably not got a full strength team out. They, you know. Hosting Southampton under normal circumstances, you'd say this is a a nailed on home win. But I don't know if it is the way Liverpool are playing at the moment. Yeah, they have been uh, they have been rocking a bit, uh, but I think you know they need to be rocking. They they need to have a bad patch to to get through it and to be better. There's a lot of clubs in the Premiership that are stale at the moment because. You know the way the way things have been going. You play the same teams, you play the same way, and stuff like. And what's making it exciting is now that they're not getting in their own way, mm. which you know, which football should be about. So, but I still think they've got enough to to beat Southampton. Um, so I'm going to go two 0 Liverpool. Two 0 to Liverpool. Uh, managerless at the moment, Carl. Or I mean, they're talking to is, is it Jones from Luton? Um, yeah. Whether he will have time to get in and do anything in sort of the three, well, was it three days, Thursday, Friday? Um, probably won't make a bit of a difference if he does sign him. He may well be in the stands. They look doomed, Southampton. They certainly do, actually, and I don't know what this the current model under Ralph was 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 getting stale and staler, and you could see the players were not playing for me. In his first last minute, last. Press conference to Southampton. He looked. He didn't answer the questions. He looked clueless. He looked very clueless. Um, but for Nathan Jones, he left. This is the situation. He's left. He left Luton before to go manage Stoke, and look what happened there. He struggled at Stoke badly, and that's when Luton was under McHartford got them promoted. You know, and then he come back. Some of the fans were not forgiven. Those Luton fans were not forgiven. Yes, they got to the playoffs last season, and they lost to Huddersfield in the semi-finals. But you know, as I say, he's now going again, and this is a bit. This is a huge, big, big one for Nathan Jones if he can try get into the Southampton with you know to try and do what Southampton. It's going to be a tough job for him if he if he does if he does 
sign his contract and you know starts with the first team coaching before Friday because mm. it is huge. It really is huge, and I just worry. I think Savanta will go down. I think. I think they, they need to somehow change it up. They transfer Mark Paulson because this is not working. You can't do this in the Premier League, especially if you're going to keep fighting for relegation every so often. But as I said for Liverpool, Liverpool have been still in the last couple of weeks, you know, even against those as well, you know, and, and I'd say the announcement of, the, of Liverpool selling either the stake or the rest of the full of the club is going to be having a huge effect on, on the Jurgen Club because now we're not, we don't know, you know, they might get, get more funds in January. But, mm. you know, like I said, at the moment, Lopo have to have the players, they've got the players that they are who are not going to the World Cup. A few of them will be, you know, staying. But I just said, well, I, I just can't look beyond for Southampton. I think Lopo will just win this 2-0, but the game will be pretty. I can I can say that. Yeah, 2-0. Um, I think Liverpool are going to find, find the scoring boots again with this one. I think this has come at, a, a, at the right time for them to, to uh, sign off for the World Cup with a with a good win. Like I say, Southampton, yeah, the manager loss and that because sometimes that first game we've seen what what happens. But I think his assistant manager's gone as well. Um, I think it's just a mess at Southampton. I am actually going to go. I want to go with my first thought, which is five nil to Liverpool. I really do think that Liverpool are going to put Southampton to the sword. Um, and Brad's gone 3-0 as well for that one. Uh, but no, I, just, I just think I just think this is the game when Liverpool will find it. They beat Tottenham, um, although Tottenham weren't there in the first half. But uh, we will see. West Ham uh, have conceded against Blackburn. That's now 2-2. I think there's a fair few of these games are going to go into penalties. Um but anyway, so the next game, Steve, uh, some team that's up just up the M1 from us, uh, <laughs> bottom of the league. Uh, oh, did I mention that? Sorry, did I say that out loud? Sorry, Nottingham Forest uh, hosting Crystal Palace. Forest, like I've just, I mean, I've just got to repeat myself now, bottom of the league, 10 points, but then still not adrift. You know, if the results go the right way and Forest gets a win, they would be jumped up to sort of you know 17th place, and they're up against Palace. Had a good win last weekend against uh, West Ham. Uh, to I don't think anybody, well, I wasn't expecting that. Palace out there mid table. Can you see Forrest getting anything from this? Um, well, they've got to start winning at some time, haven't they? But Palace are a funny side again. Uh, you know, you've got, you got to catch uh, Palace on a bad day. Um, or they could upset it. But looking yeah. at the table now, you know, um, even from Forest position on 10 points now to the 11th place, it's only six points different. Yeah. So um, everybody's going to be beating each other. And in between those, it's only a point in between those, you know, 10 positions. So, you know, I don't think it's relegation or thing about games already for the way people are talking to a, for a lot of clubs. So, um, it all depends on... I don't think it's how Crystal Palace play, because we know how Palace are going to play. It's how, how Forest do. Um, you know, they've signed a lot of players. They've got to try and point out the the best team and the best formation they can put out. And then until he finds that, then they're going to be struggling. So, yeah. on that basis alone, I'm, I think Palace are going to win this 2-1. 
2-1. Uh, bad news, I'm afraid, for yourself, Carl. Um, you've probably just seen it. 2-1, um, two, two, is it? No, 1-0. Sorry, Wolves yeah. won, Leeds nil. Conceded in the 85th. Again, I don't know what sort of team you had out. Uh, we had a mix. Yeah, we just had a we had we had a mixture of uh, experience and youth. We still played majority of our first team players, but we did play some youngsters as well. Youngsters as well in tonight's game, and like I said, they did they did quite well towards the eight fifth minute. So you know, Leeds were mostly in that game. So, but unfortunately, we've got out anyways. But you know, but we, our main priority is more focusing on how we do well in the FA Cup and probably in the league now. I think the Carabao Cup is not what we kind of we kind of maybe should have done, but I think the FA Cup's gonna bite for us because our record at the moment the cup competition has been poor. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I've got to say, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and say this without a smile on my face, but Tottenham Hotspur have got knocked out by Nottingham Forest, and I, I, all I can do is is say this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tottenham. As much as it's to- uh, not as Nottingham Forest, bye bye. Uh, Conte could be gone. You know, Juventus haven't uh, are keeping the door open. But Carl, what do you see um, Palace doing against Forest at the weekend? I mean, they've just won two 0 in the cup. Uh, if anything, I think I think this is I think Forest are probably going to be the one team that are going to benefit from the World Cup. Because it gives them a chance. I know some of the players obviously are going to go to, with Wales and what have you, but it should give you know a lot of their squad a time to get together, get to bond, and get to know each other, sort of thing. It will. I think this, this not first of all, it's going to be going to be the biggest winners in this series break because they can get their players, you know, on it on playing together. Because like I said, like Steve said, they signed over twenty players. That's you know, it's a lot. Especially for a club that did have a lot of players who are at the end of the contract, end of last season. So you know, first will be the biggest benefit is to try to get their squad blended together during this four week mid season break. You know, just season break. You know, so mm. I hopefully that could help them. You know, stay in the league. But as I look at the moment, I think Palace, like I said, under Patrick we know how they will play. You know, and they they, they play good, decent football. Palace, you know, don't get me wrong. You know. Uh, you know, but I think Forest will not the first players will be thinking. Let's forget about this. We'll, we'll still want to be try to get more in this game, but we got the season break. We all get to know each other better. That team cohesion is more important for us, you know. Where you know, so let's just see what happens with this. But I think Palace is where they are at the moment. You know, they have like three points above that, like three points above us. You know, and they, and they're really trying to get into the top ten as well for themselves. And you know. I just can I just think Palace will, will win this game. But I think I think Forest will give them a game on on Saturday. I will go three one to Crystal Palace. Three one, okay. I mean, the problem with, with you don't know what Steve, you don't know what Palace are going to turn up. Um, but then again, you, you kind of do know what Forest are going to turn up. You know they're going to go. They're going to they're going to concede. Then they're going to try and come back, having gone down. And you can only do that so many times. You know, you you. I mean, you know, you obviously you did it against Bournemouth, but I I just can't see Forest 
getting anything again, uh, I'm afraid. And and I'm not putting a, a Leicester bias on here, but I think they're going to lose it 3-2. I think it's going to be 3-2 to Palace. Um, and, I mean, Nottingham Forest, if they conceded 30 goals, and that's going to be their problem. You know, they've got the biggest goal difference, um, you know, biggest minus goal difference in the league, and that could cost them come the end of the season. Uh, penalties at a couple of games. Penalties have gone Southampton, Sheffield Wednesday, West Ham, Blackburn, Newcastle, Crystal Palace have all gone to penalties. Arsenal are out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got to love Maisie's laugh. Um, Arsenal are out as well. Um, never mind. North London will be uh, in mourning tonight. Um, now, interesting. I know which way Steve's going to go with this one because it, whoever plays Tottenham, uh, he goes to beat them. Uh, but could they actually really seriously do this, Steve? Mate, for Leeds, this is the best time to play Tottenham. Mm. Um, you could see, um, no matter what Conti does, it's off the pitch. It's what the players do on the pitch. And if you look at Tottenham and the way they annoy me is that every decision that goes against them, there's 10 players in the referee's face. Uh, they're too busy arguing about, you know, well, they, you shouldn't give us a foul, a foul against us and things like that. Um, Dyer, I think he's one of the worst players I've ever seen. And I think he's overrated. And I think if you get at Dyer and play on Dyer, you know. Do you know what? I you know, said that earlier when we were picking our World Cup squad, but Dan insisted on him being in the squad. But I wouldn't take him. I agree with you. No. Oh, I think he's a terrible player. And I think, um, again, it's down to Leeds. If Leeds go to Tottenham as the old Leeds and want to get in the faces and mess them about, you know, that's Tottenham's game gone because they don't like teams like that that do it. And the longer the longer it stays, no goals. I think Leeds have got a great chance, but I'm going to go for Leeds anyhow, and I'm hoping it's going to be 2-0. No, 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 no surprise there. I would have been disappointed if you had not. But yes, mm -hmm. Carl, it is a good, a good time to be playing Spurs, isn't it? It is. It really is. And when we watched the game on Sunday and the last few weeks, they, they're just not at it. And I think Conte is taking too much of, you know, let, letting the players play on the pitch. He's not on the pitch. He needs to just sit down and let, and just tell his team what he needs to do. Don't get into the referee and the officials' faces because you're not getting things your way. Come on, you know. And, and like I said, who would you take, Dyer or Maguire? If, if you had two options, the things go. You take Dyer Maguire. The problem is you can't. Yeah, you can't choose one. You can't. You can't choose Dyer. Like what? What do we do? I would yeah. put Tamari. Well, Tamari, who's doing well at Ace, more than them two. Them two idiots. No disrespect. You know, Tamari's had a better seat, better year than than they have. You know, but if like say if we get into Tottenham's faces in the first five ten minutes, they get a crumble, and they, and they can't cope with that because they like it's true. They don't like teams. You know who plays that that kind of style, and Wolves try to do that before they lost one nil. Wolves were pretty much in Tottenham's faces earlier in the season. So, as I said, wouldn't be surprised if we get a result against them because 
is the best time. If you said to us a few weeks ago without losing, bro, we would say that's not the best time. But the ties have turned between both these, these teams. So, you know what? I've got to go for 2 0 as well, actually, for Leeds, because I, I just think Spurs just will combo a bit. Right. So you are going as well. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I thought Tottenham would be doing better. And I mean, I know that's hard to say when they're actually sat in fourth place in the table. Um, but I just think that they are so unpredictable. You know, they've lost four games. Newcastle have only lost one. Man City have only lost one. Arsenal have only lost one. Uh, Tottenham have lost, like I say, four. And three of those have come in the last five games. Um, you know, they lost to Man United, they lost to Newcastle, um, and obviously they say they lost to Liverpool. And, and in that Liverpool game, you know, that first half, they, they were just, they were like a puppy rolling over for Liverpool to tickle the tummy, you know. And Leeds, I've got to say, you know, Marsh, I think, you know, he was possibly within 90 minutes of losing his job. <laughs> he got you the Liverpool win, um, uh, and you've won, you know you've won the last two, um, beating Liverpool, and then obviously you had that amazing comeback against uh, Bournemouth. And I think that was a, in fairness, I think it was a lot of na uh, naivety by Bournemouth. I think the fact that you, you know, see your third season helped you with that, um, and of course the experience of the Bournemouth manager. <sighs> You know what? I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to agree. I think Leeds will get three points here because I think I just think it's all going <laughs> tits up just for Spurs at the moment, and Conte's not going to be too happy. Um, I don't know whether he's going to walk or whether we're giving the support or whether say Juventus will make him an offer. Um, I'm going to I'm only going to go one nil though. I think you'll just sneak it one nil, but um, I yeah I think you will. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you the win. I'm going to give you the win there. Uh, you can send me a PayPal payment later, Carl. I will do. <laughs> uh, we've still got penalties in progress. Um, and Man City is still 2 0 up. I mean, Liverpool, which I said that, they can't even beat Derby. And, you know, not being awful, you know, even if they've not got the first teamers out, they should still be beating them. Uh, it's they, have on, on, they brought on Nunes and a few of the and Firmino on early in the game, so and they still can't get nothing against Derby at this moment, which is very surprising. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just looking here. Um, Southampton, uh, was that full time? Oh, it's Southampton three, Sheffield Wednesday three on penalties, West Ham three, Blackburn three on penalties. Um, and it's finished. Newcastle have put out Crystal Palace. Newcastle win the third, um, the, the, the penalties 3 2. Uh, and a third penalty save for Nick Pope. So Nick Pope saves three penalties there. I think he's probably just um, put himself into the, um, into the England squad. There. He's, he's in that squad. He's definitely in that squad he's tomorrow. To be. No he's doubt about that. Actually, he's yeah. in that squad. Now, whatever we say, Steve, the big game. <laughs> There's no other game matters this weekend. Leicester uh, on an amazing run. Rob Tanner, the Athletic, said probably the World Cup, as good as it's maybe come for Nottingham Forest, it's come at a really, really, really bad time for Leicester. We could do without having the break now. West Ham, oh, I'll tell you what, 
if they go out tonight, the the the, the absolute knives are going to be out for for David Moyes. I was onto a onto a channel the other day, a West Ham channel. Uh, Rob uh, Ford from Iron is coming on mine tomorrow night for the preview, and the West Ham fans were very much getting annoyed with um, with David Moyes. Uh, doing well in Europe, but struggling at the moment. Uh, and they lost to to to, to um, who did they lose to? To Crystal Palace at the weekend. They've only won one in five. Uh, we've won three in five. Um, can Leicester do it away from home? Interesting. Um, I think uh, Moyes is going through the same thing that um, Leicester manager went through. Rogers was going mm. through. When he first went to West Ham, they were torrid and they, they wanted him out. But they stayed with him and then they had a great season the following season. And they, they were all behind him saying how good he was. And now, same thing's happening this year. Uh, he's not getting it so good. Um, I've got to go. I love Leicester bits, you know, I do that. And I've got to go on the reverse psychology because if I go on Leicester, West Ham will win. So I want to keep Leicester keep uh, going on the good run they're on. Uh, it's going to be close, but I think West Ham will win this one now. You you've never seen this before, Carl, have you? Anybody goes to for Leicester to lose because that way Leicester will win. Um, you, you'll get to if you if you come on again, you'll be you'll be used to all this, but. Uh, yeah, one one nil to, to to West Ham, but he does believe that um, uh, <laughs> Leicester will actually win. Um, the neutral amongst us, Carl. Which way do you see this going? Carl has muted. I right, Yeah, I'm not <laughs> surprised what's been going at West Ham. How the booing was today was after the game, the defeat to Crystal Palace. I know West Ham are not being. At the way they are during the last two seasons, you know, under Moisey. But I, I think for Leicester to get that result against Everton was huge. And you get now you're becoming on a bit of a little bit of a prop, a little bit of a run at the moment, you know, which is good enough. It's it's really hard with these two teams who are very much in the top 10, every, you know, nearly every season. It's surprising where both West Ham and Leicester are at the moment. And you know, I think that's a pressure's off on Rogers a little bit now, but there's a little bit of pressure on David Moyes at the moment, you know, yeah. where he's fought where where Sama and especially they now got through the Europa Conference group stages, they don't have to worry about playing in the the knockout stage they can play in the last sixteen, so it gives them more time to improve their league form before before you know before the European state season kicks again for them. But I, I just think this I think it's a this it would be a close game with this one. I, I think I think there's going to be a lot of chances for both sides. I think West Ham will edge because the fans will be on their on uh, will be up, trying to get them up that performance to get rest of the players, you know, pe you know, playing better. I'm going to say two one to the Hammers. Two one to the Hammers. Oh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. I mean, it's a, it's a, it was yeah. Listen, it was, I'm it's say cool. that, mate. <laughs> I am serious. We need we need VAR. Uh, West Ham actually, it's six six on penalties with Blackburn. Now it's seven seven on penalties with Blackburn. So uh, that's that that. Hopefully, that's knackering, mate. Right, you. Will, I'm going to. Can I change my result for Leeds? 
Tottenham are going to stuff you. Come on, Tottenham. Come on. <laughs> 2-1. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I love no. Leicester. I think they play a little bit better. You get you got Madison on form. I, I, it, you know, it was a hard thing. It's, it's two hard teams. It's two teams that, you know, we, we leave the cup to as much, you know. But it's a hard one to say for me. And I, I really try to bounce out. But I think the, the hope with West Ham home fans will get them, will, will push them through. And I think oh. that's why I think you'll be too, that's why I said, West Ham will win this game. It's a hard one. Well, it's a good job I'm in the chat today because I'm going, believe it or not, obviously for a Leicester win. Um, and, you know, at the start of the season, we had a bad start. I think it just shows, I think Topper's stuck with Brendan. I think, I think he's stuck with him because, and I read this somewhere, that he maybe felt that he wasn't able to back Brendan in, in the summer transfer window the way that he would have liked to have done. Not that he didn't want to, but, you know, with the FFP situation, we couldn't afford to. So he stuck with Brendan and it's proved right. And I mean, if Brendan somehow manages to get us in the top 10 this season, that stay next season as well, Brendan, because you'll have earned, you know, earned your money this season when you've done it with, sort of, you know, at the moment, only one signing. West Ham are a surprise. Um, they are struggling. Um it is now West Ham 8, Blackburn 9 on penalties. Um, I don't know which way this is going to go. Uh, and Liverpool Derby has gone to penalties as well. Um, I, I, I'm just looking at West Ham and they are, I mean, I they had the one good, you know, when the first time they had the good season, they finished just behind us. I thought the next season, which was last season, they would go back down and struggle. But Moyes got them to Europe. Uh, to a semi-final, uh, obviously, in the Europa League. And he got them fifth again, I think it was. So I'm, I was surprised at that. This season, it might be getting a little bit too much for him now. Um, I think Leicester, we're on such a good run of form. I think that Everton win was vital for us. Um, you know, yes, all right, we lost to Man City, but the manner in which we lost, we restricted... We restricted the Premier League's top goal scorers to five shots on target, you know, and they only beat us by an amazing um, uh, free kick. So, and we demolished Wolves, and I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, Carl. We stuffed Leeds as well, 2-0. <laughs> I'm pleased to say. I am going to go. Oh, do we keep another clean sheet here? Um, oh, that's, that's, that, that is the question. I am actually going to go. I'm going to. Mm, yes, I think we're going to keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go 3 0 to Leicester. Because Vardy's hit a bit of form as well. That would have given him confidence getting a couple of goals last night. So, <laughs> to you, Carl. I'm going to go 3 0 Leicester. Um, Blackburn have knocked West Ham out of the Caribou Cup on penalties 10 9. Um, Bonner has missed and Blackburn are through 10-9. Wow. And now West Ham are going to be coming into our game having just got and going out on penalties is the worst way to go out, aren't they? And um they're they're out, and I think that will play play in our favour. But 9-10, wow. Psychologically, Steve, that's going to affect West Ham players, isn't it? To be fair, I don't think it will. Because no? Uh, no, I think they're going to have the same mentality now that you've been hearing about 
okay, we've we've played in the Carabao Cup. We're at the Carabao Cup. Thank God we're at the Carabao Cup because we've got Europe um, in our forefront and we've got the, the Premiership and they've got the FA Cup. So, you know, they've played in the Carabao Cup. They're knocked out now, so they can't have any more excuse. And I think they'll feel that that's a, the best decision for them to be out of it. So uh, they'll just crack on. They'll just crack on now. So it's going to be hard for Leicester. I'm, I'm, I'm going the other way. So we, we will agree to disagree. Let me, you know, let me want to talk to uh, sort of argue with you, Steve, but on this one, you're wrong. Right. <laughs> Newcastle hosting Chelsea. We know we, we love Eddie Howe. Probably going to be the next England manager. Uh, I, I thought Newcastle would do well this season. I think I got them in sort of sixth or seventh, just sneaking into Europe. What he's done, a bit like when Leicester won the Premier League, he's taken advantage of Liverpool's struggles, Chelsea's struggles, Man United rebuilding. You know, sat in third. I thought, and, and you know I love Eddie Howe, I think he's done a great job down here at Bournemouth and when he was here. And I just... I think he, he. I just think he's doing so well, and I didn't. I thought he was going to maybe get them, like I say, seventh, eighth, or something. Be there a season or two before a big name comes in. But you ain't going to get Eddie Howe out of that job unless it's the England job, are you, Steve? I don't think you can. Um, I think you know Newcastle absolutely breath of fresh air. I think um, when Eddie Howe went to Newcastle, and I think everybody watching Newcastle. It was just like uh, watching cows in a field. The heads were down. They were just chewing grass all the time. But now the heads are up. You know, they've spent money, but they haven't spent money unwisely. And the players that have been there a long time now look completely 100% different players. And that's all the way across the board, across the, um, the whole of the team. Goals are coming from all over the team. And I think they're going to rail- railroad Chelsea. And uh, mm. Chelsea, Chelsea won't know what's hit him. And I'm going to go for 3-1. 3-1. Um, just to say that uh, Derby went first on the penalties. They've scored their first and Liverpool have just missed their first. So <coughs> this is going to be interesting. Um, I mean, Doug, your best friend, Carl. I mean, I called him I called him two job Doug because he couldn't beat Forrest for us and then he couldn't beat you for us. It's going to be yeah. three. You're going to have more jobs than he can handle at this rate. I know. Um, but okay, let's have a look. Newcastle, Chelsea. Chelsea on the Chelsea. I mean, it was a weird, weird one when they went for Potter. And I thought, well, let's have a look because maybe, maybe they've actually got it right. Maybe they're, you know, taking on an English manager that's, that's coming good that, you know, can, can improve. But, it hasn't. I mean, they've done well in Europe again, but it's not quite working out for him in the Premier League, is it? No, it's not actually. And look, Chelsea take, took a big risk of appointing an English manager because I think none of the top six clubs over the last decade have you know did appoint an English manager except for Roy Hodgson, who was at Liverpool. That's the last you know English manager the world who was managing the top six clubs since 2010, 2011. You know, but. It is, it's difficult for Chelsea at the moment where they are with this transition. And, you know, I, I did just seen players, you know, not up front and not finishing in the final third. And you see the difference with Newcastle. 
And like Steve said, they spent the money quite well, very wisely in the right the right players that they needed. You know, Miguel Amron is now the, the player that Lucas fans have been waiting for since he came from Atlanta in the, in the MLS. You know, St. Maximan is now is improving. You've seen John Trusselvey, you know, but you know, looking back to his Swansea days as as they were seen as well. It is a bit. It's a lot of culture change at Newcastle. When I every time I go through the trees, the trees stage through to Newcastle when I'm on the train, but I see the place is buzzing again. I, I can feel the vibes. When like when you when you're sitting there, you're just waiting for the vibes. It's back in Newcastle for the first time, and I think now it is a breath of fresh air that they could really challenge that top four now this season. And Eddie Howe's done a fantastic job, and he will be. He's definitely my next England manager in my line to take over Southgate at some point. You know, mm-hmm. so I will be, you know, the way he's come a long way from Bournemouth, you know, tough time at Burnley, came back to Bournemouth, you know, played out a job for a bit and he's done well, done very well at Newcastle, you know, things have changed so much, not just for the club, but for that city, for the city as well, indeed, because mm-hmm. I know my cousins, my uncle, and he's, he's got sons who are in the, in the play football and they're, they're going to hopefully maybe have links with Newcastle Academy because they have been looked at. So there is a huge future of the that the that the future's there for Newcastle now and it, it's really successful that it has been it's now coming back to the old days when Kevin Keegan was the manager was challenging for the title race. So this is gonna be it's a huge change for Newcastle. And I think I think I agree with Steve. I think Chelsea will just will just have a bad day again. I just really do, you know, after that performance against Arsenal, I am going to say four one to Newcastle. Four one. Uh, just to say, at Liverpool Derby, it's like who can miss the most penalties at the moment. Uh, Firmino apparently has just taken the worst penalty ever. Uh, the goalkeepers have been saving, so it's still 1-1. Um, I don't know uh, uh, how quite uh, how many they've got left, but it's 1-1 at the moment. Um, I, I've got to say, I was surprised, like I say, Tim, the Chelsea signing Potter... Uh, I was, I thought Potter was getting hyped up so much, um, and and, and he, I like Potter the next England manager, Potter this, Potter that, and I said like you know what what has he done? I think this might be a job too far for him. He had to take it. I can't you know he because you don't know when these jobs are going to come along again. And let's be honest with you, he fails, he gets sacked, he gets a couple of million you know in the bank, so he's not going to lose out, but. No, Newcastle are going to win this. Um, I'm going to go 3 0 to Newcastle. Uh, and I should say, um, I have forgotten to be reading out Brad's um results, so let's just go through his. Uh, he's got Manchester City 3, Brentford 0, Bournemouth 1, Everton 1, Liverpool 3, Southampton 0, Nottingham Forest 0, Crystal Palace 2. Now, to say that he doesn't like Spurs, he's gone Tottenham Hotspur 5, Leeds United 0. As usually does. He's gone West Ham 0, Leicester City 3, uh, Newcastle 3, Chelsea 1. Now, he's gone for Arsenal to win 2-0 against Wolves. Um, and yeah, I know they've just got knocked out, Steve, but like you say, probably wasn't the strongest team they could have put out. Um they, I know you've you've been anti Arsenal, but you want them to do well as I do because I want to see somebody different win the league. Uh, I think Arteta's done an amazing job there. Wolves have got the new manager in, but he can't can he do in one game? You know he needs that World Cup break. Uh, this is going to be Arsenal, isn't it? 
I don't know, to be honest. I think um, Wolves are another leads, aren't they? Uh, at the moment, they're like the uh, the stubborn drone, drone specialists. Uh, they're going to go out there. They're going to make it hard for Arsenal. Um, I want Arsenal to win purely because I don't want Man City to walk up, you know, walk away with the league. But this one, I think this one might be hard for them. Mm. Um, I still think they'll have enough to beat Wolves. So I'm going to go one 0 Arsenal. You're going to go one 0 Arsenal. Um, can you see Wolves getting anything from this, uh, Carl? Not really. I, I really don't. I, I think they were a bit disappointed against Brighton. To, against Brighton, to be honest, they just they could you know they couldn't keep the ball. You know the final third was struggle for them, and I think Brighton looked better going attacking third. They want that you know it's like you know it's a, it's a breath of fresh air now for after what for Brighton, but for Arsenal, um, interesting with this one. I think they've always been good against Wolves, you know. So you know I, I wouldn't be surprised that again. You know, Arsenal beat them, but I think Wolves. I think at the moment they're just focusing on this mid-season break with the new with Junior Lopetegui coming in as a, for the new manager once he once he takes over. You know, from the interim manager Steve Davis. So I I, I just I think Wolves are on hold at the moment. You know, because most of the players, Portuguese players, will be in that squad for the World Cup. And also, I think the players, you know, they will just look at the, you know think about how we can play better, more attacking. After unboxing day, which is more credible, you know, and I think Arsenal, they do need to keep winning games at the moment if they want to try. Like I said earlier, I said earlier they want to try City, Man City. You know, I think Arteta's done a really good job, and you know, it's not a surprise. I, I'd say as well. I, I think I think Arsenal will win this. I I will say two 0 to the Gunners. I think it would be you know just to, just to prove that they can get another clean sheet. Yeah. Uh, just to say, Liverpool have gone through on penalties, 3-2. Um, I think you can say to, uh, to to Doug Carr that they're lucky, lucky bastards <laughs> to get through that way. Uh, and Firmino maybe needs to take some penalty penalty practice. Well, he's not going to he's not going to the World Cup anyways, Firmino, so he will have that time to practice penalties since he's not been selected for the Brazil squad. Ah. Uh, um, sorry, but I, I was just getting rid of another one of our uh, sex bots that has come in. Um, yeah, I can't see Wolves need that this international break to get the new manager bedded in and get used to it. Um, I don't know if he's taken training yet or not. Um, no, he has. I think he's. I think his contract won't start till after. They asked after the Arsenal right. game, so ah, right. Well, in that case, that I mean that even makes it for me because I don't think the Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, I don't think they were a mistake to, to even sort of try and keep the guy, um, in charge. I think they're going to get stuffed. Uh, I'm going to go 4 0 Arsenal. No, I'm not going to go 3 0 Arsenal. There we go. You watch it before now. <laughs> uh, Brian and Hove got a new manager. Um, Win one, lose one, draw one, shake it all about. Um, I, I don't know, but I mean, they're still they're still up there in six. Uh, lost, drawn, lost, but they have won their last two. I mean, they beat Chelsea four one. That was always going to be on the cards. I think you could see that that come in, uh, and of course they beat Wolves three two. Um, that, that was close. That was close. Um, and then you got Villa with the Unai Emery. Good evening coming back in and getting an instant response against Man United. One-off for Aston Villa, or can they do it again, Steve? 
No, I think Aston Villa, you're going to see a different Villa now. I think, um, you know, the players made the point that they didn't want to play under Gerrard. Uh, they played with a lot more freedom uh, against Manchester United. And so I think you'll see definitely see a different Aston Villa. And I think they'll they'll go on a good run now. Uh, Brighton, they've, they're up there, but they're not playing that well. So I'm going to go 2-0 Villa. 2-0 Villa. Um were you surprised that the um, instant success? I mean, it was against the Man United side, which, again, you don't know which Man United were going to turn up. Well, the only thing is you knew that probably Ronaldo wouldn't turn up. Or if he did turn up, he'd leave early. But, I mean, bless him, he's had an instant impact. And I'm so, you know, are you surprised that the players, you know, and it's, it's quite obvious they, were, they didn't want to play for, for Gerard. You know, as soon as he left, it was a 4 0, like they, they lost 4 0 to Newcastle the following week. But did that surprise you how they were reacting with Gerard? Not really, no, actually. I think this was Gerard's biggest test, you know, you know, if becoming a Premier League manager, it was his biggest test. And, uh, you know, we see how he was as a player, a little bit grey. But I think now we're seeing him as a manager in the Premier League. I don't think he, he, he can cut above it, can cut the most at the moment. And I think mm-hmm. when we saw that reaction, there was a lot more freedom. They were playing the players that should have deserved to play, such as John McGinn, who was out of form, you know, and he's the captain who, who gave Joe gave him the captaincy, which was very still one of those very controversial. And then Emery coming in, it was a surprise result game against Manchester against Man United, you know, to beat the three one, you know. And I think. I think he's the right type of fit of manager they have that they need, you know, Villa because they got that huge loads of money and they want to redevelop the stage and try to get back into Europe in the next five to ten years. That is something that's why they're vital. And, you know, Newcastle could have had Emery last season before Eddie Howe, and we don't know what you know, all things could have been the blossom for Newcastle or Villa, or Villa will still be the same under Gerard. But as I said for Brighton, deserve deserve, you know, you know, trying to make Brighton more better attacking. Yes, they, you know, they need to be better at defensive, but he wants to make sure they can score better in the final third as well, which they have done the last two games, but they do need to keep most of the goals down. And yeah, in the top six at the moment, can they, can they, can they keep that going towards the end of the season? It'll be tough for them because, you know, they, that they think this break, this mid-season break is the, it's, it's the wrong time for them. It won't benefit them, especially, you know, come back in Boxing Day and just start again because, Brighton will still have most of the players not going to the World Cup. Only Moses Casado is a big player for them who will be, be part of the Ecuador national team. So it depends on how he comes out fit enough after the break. It would be it's vital for Brighton to make sure he comes out as a fit player, not too tired. So, but as I said, these are two good teams at the moment. But I think Villa, with the last few games, have bounced back very well. You know, I think this will be a two one win for Aston Villa. Right. Um, yeah, I think they've got ambitious owners. Uh, they, they were certainly looking at it, I think, when I heard about uh, a last minute, well, when they first took on Stephen Gerrard, they were coming out and saying, sort of, you know, we want to take it step at a time. Uh, they seem to sort of have the right philosophy. Um, they, they took a gamble on Gerrard. Obviously, the rumours are now he might be going back to Scotland and, and Rangers. Yep. Um, I mean, again, you know, Gerard took it. I'm sure he'll bounce back. And I don't know whether he'll ever actually now make it as Liverpool manager. We'll see where it goes in the future. But 
Um, maybe he needs to take a championship team first and, and build it up that way. Um, you know, being an ex-player, you know, look at look at Lampard struggling. You know, they all seem to struggle. Emery didn't didn't end up going to Newcastle, and he probably regrets that. Well, he did. <laughs> he he changed his contract when that fell through. Um, I think if he'd been given time at Arsenal, he he would have sorted things out at Arsenal. But I think you know when you look at that. He, he probably thinks, like, why wasn't I given the support that, you know, Arteta's been given? And I think he's got unfinished business. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you, Carl. I'm going to go 2-1 um, on that one. Uh, and Brad actually went 2-2. Um, he's gone for a Desmond. He went for a Desmond. Um, last game, uh, Fulham hosting Man United. I'm going to give full credit to Fulham. I thought they were going to struggle. Uh, I didn't think the manager was was the best, you know, um, Premier League manager, a bit like, the, you know, Scott Parker. But, my God, they sat there in ninth. They've won five. They've lost five. They've, yes, they've conceded 24, but they've, they've scored 23. Uh, they've won, they beat Villa 3-0. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> they beat the beat Leeds three two. Sorry, Carl. Um, no point. Listen, I'm not bothered about that now. That's that. That's done. So. <laughs> Every time I have a look at the game, whoever's won has beaten Leeds. Uh, they were so unlucky against Manchester City, weren't they, Steve? Yeah, this is a big difference in this game. Uh, the two teams. You got a Fulham team where everybody wants to play for the manager. Everybody wants to play. Um, the system that the manager wants to play. Uh, on the other opposite side of the opposition, you've got Manchester United. Uh, no matter what manager goes in there, there's too many strong uh, characters. Uh, everybody wants to play the game their way. And I think that's apparent on the pitch because there's no no system to the way they play. You know, Hernandez wants to play how he wants to play. Ronaldo wants to play how he wants to play. And I think... Till he gets that right and gets rid of some of the big names, Man United are going to struggle. You're coming up against teams now that are compact, want to play for the manager, want to play for the club. They know how to play for the club. They're happy to play any system the manager changes. But you look at Man United, you know, at the moment, the load of crybabies. If the system changes, they're moaning. They're moaning with, with each other on the pitch. And I think that's the thing... Man United, Man United need to go back to the basics and start buying team players instead of uh, big name individuals, and I think that's the only time you'll see Manchester United change. So I think they're going to carry on struggling. Why that is happening? So I'm going to go for a, a two-one Fulham win. A two-one Fulham win. Okay, let me put that one in. Um... <sighs> I can see where he's where Steve's coming from, uh, Carl. Uh, he, I'm surprised Man United are doing so well, but it is going to be, I think, a few seasons. He's got to he's got to do what Arteta's done, and I think he'll struggle in this one. Do you? Um, I think it, I think Fulham have got a good chance here. They do, and I think Matt, how what Michael Silver's, you know, he, you know, he tried it at home, look where, and he needed to get home in the Premier League a few years ago, and they went down. He tried, you know, went to Watford, you know, had a very good, seat, decent season with them, and then went to Everton controversial there, and then he struggled with that one. For him to bounce back, you know, at Fulham, I think he's the right fit for that club because, you know, Fulham will become a yo-yo club. 
And I think the way he's coming and getting players like Mitrovic, who couldn't even score barely much in the Premier League, you know, mm. at Newcastle and, and then at Fulham, he's now scoring his boost. And Andres Pereira, that who who they bought from Manchester United, he looks a good, decent player in that midfield for to you know for that in that in that box box, box midfielder role to pass the ball. To, you know, when Mitch Fish is passing forward, you have got, they have really got good, decent players for them. And, you know, give credit to them. They've really bought some good players, you know, uh, this season that fits that Michael Silver style. And like I said, you know, that, you know, it's been tremendous to see Fulham doing well because the, it, Fulham was becoming like a, like West Brom, West Brom, West Brom again, you know, whatever, under Scott Parker, spending so much money going up and down, but they have done the right, did certain business. And for Manchester United, I think the Ronaldo issue is going to be an issue. Like Steve said, it's going to be an issue until what Man United does do they give him his pays when he made him his contract in mm. January, or do they just wait till the end of the season to let him go? If Man United have got tough choices, and it's going to take a few years for Ten Hag to get the to get the players that he needs to rebuild that Man United team that has been an issue since 2013, and you know. And they're not won a Premier League title since then, so it's going to take a long, long time. But I think Fulham, you know, done so well, decent run, and been in the top ten. That they they have surprised me as well this season because they were one of the teams that are thinking they'll be relegation favourites. But you know, they'll struggle towards the mid World Cup break. But this is, you know, but they've done so well. But they think again, this is another team that thinks it's a bad time for them. That the World Cup is stopping them, so it's not their good run of form. But. I could see, I could see Fulham do something against Manchester United, and I'm going to go what Steve said. I'm going to go for a two-one win for Fulham. Two-one win to Fulham. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think Fulham will get something from this. Um, but that said, I just don't know which Man United are going to turn up. You know, I mean, here we go. Drawn one, drawn one, lost. That's the Man United way. So maybe they drew a win. Um, you know, they drew with Newcastle, uh, they beat Tottenham, um, they drew with Chelsea, um, they beat West Ham, uh, and then of course last week they lost to Villa. I really, really don't know which which, which Man United is going to turn up, but mm. I'm I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for a Desmond. I haven't had a Desmond tonight, so I'm gonna go for a two-two on that one. Uh, and end it on that. So I think, yeah, I think Fulham will get the point, but I think Man United might just be a little bit too strong for them. But um, guys, thank you very much. That is it. That is for the last prediction show before the World Cup. Um, have a happy Christmas, Steve. Yes, you <laughs> might. <thank you. laughs> Wait, look, we'll do something for the World Cup. I'm sure. I'm sure we yeah. will. But you know, I appreciate you coming on and giving up your time for this. Uh, I will speak to you. Have a great Christmas to you and all your family. And uh, we will speak soon. Thanks very much, Steve. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. See you, Matty. Right, let's just get rid of this. Um, that's the wrong button that I pressed. There we go. There we go. Um, tomorrow, Carl, thank you very much for coming on. Tomorrow is the uh, England squad announcement. I thought it was 12. Apparently, it's 2 o'clock. Okay, that's why I am think I'm, I'm on with Dan early tomorrow afternoon. So I'll see how I do time wise. To, right. You know, to, yeah, because I'm doing, doing the England one with him. Yes, I am. Ah. 
that that's fine then no because uh well we'll be doing it at the same time so yeah no not a problem where can people find you yeah absolutely people can find me at carl levy 92 on twitter and they can find uh the totally levy and hot football podcast uh youtube twitter account uh twitter account at the lh football pod and we also got a Facebook page as well, and also a YouTube page where we put our content on called the Total Leave and Hot, Totally Leave It and Hot Football Podcast. And we also on on the go as well on podcast services on Spotify, both audio and video. And that's the launched it earlier this year, and also on Google, Apple, and other podcast services. Thanks so much for popping on. It was quite late notice, so really do appreciate it, mate. All the best to you um, and uh, bring on the World Cup. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Thank you very much. Take care, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Carl there um, for coming on and doing that for us. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Right. Um, we are going to go. We will be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock or just before 2 o'clock for the England squad announcement. And the huh. Madison, yes, no, in, out, shake it all about. It's going to be interesting. Thanks for watching. And if you've been listening on the podcast, thank you for listening on the podcast and lending me your ears. Um, Mr. Fox, go on, say goodbye. There he is. Bye-bye. Um, so well-trained. So well-trained. Um, we will be back, uh, like I say, tomorrow. And uh, just thank you very much for popping in. I hope you are well. Uh, if you haven't seen you before, so if you're new, please give us a subscribe. That would mean an awful lot to us. I will see you tomorrow, like I say. And then tomorrow night at quarter to nine, 8.45, we've got the West Ham preview. So looking forward to that. We've got a couple of West Ham channels coming on. So we will see you then. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. And uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for joining in. I will see you tomorrow night. No, tomorrow lunchtime. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.